Do you need me not to record? I'll turn the recorder off. You can say it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll tell you later. Will you remember? Mm, if you remind me. <laughs> <laughs> remind me to remind Mike yes. what he was supposed to remember. Remind me to remind Mike what he was. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we are just these guys, and I am Lance. And I am Mike. How's your week been? Always eventful around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing I can talk about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, benefit of our occupations is I literally, I was telling Don just the other day as she was sharing something about her work that honestly I didn't even want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> we is can I, edit that out later if you yeah. want. <laughs> no, it's okay. She knows. I never share anything with her about work. I'm talking about church work because uh, I have so many things that I just am not at liberty liberty right to share. Um, But I just, I just throw everything in there. When I leave there, I leave there, you know, until somebody calls me, but I just don't, share anything to the point to where there are things that she should know about <laughs> like an event going on or something she never finds out about it from me always from somebody else didn't i tell you so nancy knows that she needs to keep don informed <laughs> so has your week been yeah fine anything interesting not that i can talk about yeah that's true yeah true for both of us really what the heck are we doing a podcast for i don't know because uh, we're just a couple of guys who are idiots. Sure. The comedian I sent you the clip of last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went to a psychologist <laughs> to get assessed for Alzheimer's, and the psychologist talked about halfway through and said, I, well, I don't, you don't have Alzheimer's. I figured that out. <laughs> well, well, how do you know that? Because all this testing right here is showing me you're an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got idiotism. <laughs> That's all this is. You're just a big idiot. That's your only problem. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure that can be solved. Yeah, there's. uh, (laughs) Uh, It's fun in our world, but. It really is. And this is a good cup. It really isn't coffee. uh, Is it? No. Is there, at this point, is there no coffee in it whatsoever? You know, I don't know because. uh, I'm not uh, up there doing this whole Starbucks routine for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I grab a K cup of cappuccino, caramel cappuccino, okay. throw well, it in the machine. When yeah. when it gets done, the K cup is empty. Mm-hmm. So mm. you know, with with mine, um, there's coffee grounds left in the K cup. <laughs> oh yeah, well then there's <laughs> no coffee. I, so I don't know actually what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> every time I look, the cup's empty yeah, afterwards. I'm afraid to it. open it up beforehand. Yeah. So my priority, obviously, is not uh, the hype of the caffeine. It's the taste. <clears throat> so no, I, I, I like it. And the dollop of uh, whipped topping or whatever that is always and, adds to it. So thank you very much. And, and part of the reason I did start drinking coffee so many years ago is because I would I will chug mm. 
stuff that I enjoy, Pepsi. Oh yeah. You know, cappuccinos. I'll chug them. Yep. And they'll just be gone in minutes. So. Yep. I, I don't actually. My body doesn't actually desire or need that much fluid or sugar. <laughs> so I, I get the coffee or the water because I'm yeah. not going to chug it. I, that reminds me of my good buddy, Mr. Brown, Todd Brown. He's, he's my buddy in Kauai. Oh. A regular listener, by the way. And um, he... He used to. We Aloha, brother. Aloha, brother. We, we lived uh, in the same place here in Wichita, and he used to buy two liters of Mountain Dew. <laughs> and he didn't bother with a glass. He didn't bother with He would chug straight from the Mountain Dew, and a lot of times he would down a Mountain Dew in one shot. You can do that. Yeah. One shot, two shots, and you want to talk about a massive amount of caffeine and liquid. We were always just amazed. It was like a stupid human trick. <laughs> talk about brownie. I love you, but talk about ah, uh, you're an idiot. Want <laughs> oh, to see something funny? My, buy, yeah, buy brownie a Mountain Dew. <laughs> my heart would have exploded, and my gut. But yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Brownie never stopped drinking Mountain Dew without. Medical attention. <laughs> yeah. Do not go cold turkey. Your head will explode. I don't even know if he's if he does drink Mountain Dew anymore, but uh, yeah. So, aloha. It's a little uh, early for him right now, but. Well, this may be a shorter podcast today, <laughs> but I will show you something new. I don't know that it'll make it into the podcast. Go for it. But I'll show you something new I figured out. Mm-hmm. By the way, real quick, can we? Can I interrupt you? How about those lions? <laughs> Did you wonder if I was going to bring that up? Well, I, I, this is my brain, your brain. I was wondering if you're going to bring it up, and then I got to thinking that there's a certain segment of the population that tune into this every week, mm. and they will be kind of in on the whole mm-hmm. discussion. Sure. But then there's a majority, as this podcast is growing, there's a majority who oh, are yeah. starting at one. Right. So they're going to hit this podcast <laughs> Yeah. February. This is old news. Love. Lions. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are <clears throat> hanging right along with the ride, you know last week that I predicted that the Detroit Lions would beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I had one factor wrong. I thought the game was in Detroit. But that makes my prediction even a little more... I don't know what word to use. It's because it's not amazing. This is just a prediction. It makes it a little more relevant because it just shows you where Detroit is. And I know that that the Chiefs were missing Kelsey, but they're going to have a rough go. They have every team, let's put it this way, every team, even more so than seasons past, they're going to give them their best because they know a little bit more. They know a little bit. Got a little. They got another season of film to watch. They got another season of, and you still have Andy Reid, and you still. It's so hard to repeat. It is so hard to repeat. I don't know when the last time was. It's been a while. And if anybody can do it, they can. I mean, absolutely. And I'm a Chiefs fan. They're, they're kind of like the Patriots now. You just expect yeah. they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. This doesn't mean anything to anybody. It was an off game. <laughs> well, we expect it. 
but that don't make it easy. And the the reality is that there's a whole lot of Chiefs fans right now that are still thinking their whole season is lost, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's going to be tough. And the Lions, more than anything else, I'm saying watch out for the Lions. When they win the Super Bowl this year, there's your prediction. Yeah. When they win the Super Bowl, you can you can. For those of you who are just catching up, you will see it just had happened. Well, that that's not even the prediction, and that's just the wild throw the dart at the board. Yeah. You know, hope it hits. Well, I don't have any money on it. But the prediction, though, that is eye opening, though, is your prediction that the Chiefs are going to have a rough go of it this year. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't see that at all. So I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. My gut is telling me. Well, see, that's what you said about the Detroit game. And it's going to be it, tough. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, and the thing is, I, I don't bet because I just don't. Um, I know darn well that if I put money on something, I'm going to lose, and it's not my money anyway. So I just don't bet it. I wouldn't bet your money. Why would I bet God's money? Yeah. That's just my. That's how I live. It's not a holier than thou kind of statement. It's just my, it's the way I live my life. I need to be a little more frugal in other areas. Uh, I want to be. Well, that does bring up a, an interesting topic. I, I saw this uh, presentation by a gentleman years ago. He was a pastor uh, out of a small church on the north side of the Dallas-Fort Worth complex and small, teeny tiny church. And John, stop me if you heard this, John was on the board of the church, and one day John called the pastor to meet him for lunch downtown Dallas, top of the skyscraper spinning restaurant, and he gets up there and he's looking at their menu and you know steaks are 80 90 dollars and he's like don't even don't even look at the menu just order what you want we're going to have a nice lunch just you and me and what john did is he turned to the pastor and said you know i make a lot of money but i don't know the people you work with the people and you need money so here's what we're going to do and he hands him a checkbook and says, I've established a pastor's uh, discretion fund. And I put $5,000 in there. So when you're working with the people, whenever you see a need, you write them a check, take care of it. And every quarter we'll meet here. You'll show me what you're spending my money on and we'll have a nice lunch and we'll have a good time. And he said, you know, wow. So, you know, every day, he would get up every morning, get his keys, get his wallet, and get John's checkbook mm-hmm. put in his pocket. And he'd walk around all day looking, listening. And whenever he saw, and he says, I can remember the first time I bought a single mother a washer and a dryer. And the first time I got a 16-year-old a bus ticket to go back to her parents. He says, I remember those things. And every day I'm looking, what can I do with John's money? What can I do with John's money? And he says, I kept that checkbook down to the penny. He said, mine, you know, kind of floats a little bit here or there. But, and then he said, every quarter we sit down and talk and I would show him, you know, I, my, I bought this and I bought that. 
And he said, some of the stories John would just keep eating and say, oh, that's nice. He said, but then some of the stories, John would just sit back and scream in the restaurant, hallelujah. And he said, I took note of those stories. Yeah. <laughs> Do more of those. Yeah. And he said, over the course of time, he and John developed a really close friendship, relationship. And, and John was older and had kids of his own, so he would ask him advice about how to raise his kids, and they eventually... Ended up doing other things together, going into prisons together, doing a ministry. And he said, this is a true story, but it's also metaphorical. Because all this stuff we have is not ours, it's, mm -hmm. it's God's, and it's God's money, and he's entrusting it to us. And, you know, the, the parable about, you know, why, you know, the, the, the talents, and one guy got one talent, and he went and buried it, and the other guy got three, and he went and invested it. And mm -hmm. The master was more pleased with the one who invested than the one who squirreled it away. Right. Definitely would not have been happy with the guy that went and bought beer with it. Sure. <laughs> but he said, as I walked around every day thinking about what am I going to do with this blessing John has given me to bless other people, that helped me start to develop a deeper relationship with John. And he said, well, you know, that is exactly how I see our relationship with God. We've been blessed with these talents, treasure, time. Mm -hmm. And what are we doing every minute of every day with the talents and treasures and times we've been blessed with? Where, where are we investing that in God's kingdom? What are we doing with the stuff that we have that, um, and I just like remember sitting back after reading that and just or watching that, and just going, "Wow, that's mm. what am I doing with all the time and talent? Yep, little treasure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that I've been blessed with. Am I using it to you know, enrich my life? Am I using it to please other people for another day, or am I investing?" Am I, am I listening to what gets God excited that I do or spend or buy? or mm -hmm. And am I trying to do more of that? Mm. So, I'm just, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That was good. As you were telling me this, I was thinking, okay. Because there's a lot of stuff. Well, I shouldn't say that. That, that sounds... There, there are things that I could share... And I suppose in the past I would have thought I didn't want it to come across wrong. So what I was doing was worrying too much about what other people think. So, fundamental got, number one, fundamental yeah. number three, fundamental number four, all wrapped up in a pancake right there. Yeah. And <clears throat> have you noticed at all that I'm getting a little better? Oh yeah, I'm I'm listening. I, the hesitations. I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to think it through yeah, in I'm processing a positive it. Yep. way. Yes, instead of just not even right. starting. So I'm getting better. Still mindful, <laughs> <laughs> but getting better. So yesterday, I'm just going to tell this story. Yesterday, uh, there's a gentleman who uh, is homeless. He's been homeless for about four years, believe it or not, here in Wichita. And he has um, been able to get some funds mm -hmm. to be able to um, get off the street. He had a place that he had secured 
um, he needed about 60 bucks. Now, understand, I always tell and I always go into situations with my eyes open. I've been around the block for a couple of times, but he needed 60 bucks. So he's calling me. He tells me where he's at. I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to help you out with this, but I've been helping you out for a little while here, quite a bit here in the last couple of weeks. And this is going to, you're going to need to, to stand up for a little while here. You got, you got to understand. I try to help as many people as I can. Sure. And so uh, I met him at Buffalo Park and he was standing over in Buffalo Park and you could, I could see him from Mays Road. And so he sees me and I wave at him and I turn right into a parking lot. Right. So I turn right into a parking lot. And mm-hmm. if you're from Wichita, it's just south of the uh, Dillons. Mm-hmm. So we're at Central and Mays. I turn right into a parking lot and I realize this is a daycare. And so it might not look real good in the parking lot of a daycare, <laughs> me making an exchange with somebody, but it was going to happen quick. Not a big deal. And so I turn around in, in the lot and now I'm facing back out. I'm facing the drive as I'm going out. And he comes up to my side window <laughs> and I roll down the window. I hand him 60 bucks. He's very, he, he's very thankful. He's, you know, he's, sure. he's the kind of guy you, you want to help sure so um give him the 60 bucks he takes off walking heading south on mays road because he's got to go to maple and west but anyway i pull out and i take off and i go to the church about 10 minutes later i get a phone call (laughs) and it says (laughs) no caller id Uh Mm -hmm. Mm. so i don't remember exactly what i was doing it wasn't that long ago but oh well i was driving still and uh, so I didn't answer it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I just don't typically answer no-caller IDs. If they want to leave me a voicemail, that's great. Yeah, I'll return a call all day long. Absolutely. So I didn't answer it. And then he calls. And I was still driving. I didn't answer it. He can leave me a voicemail. Yeah. And so he leaves me a voicemail. I check the voicemail. Mike! Can you answer your phone? The police saw you give me the money, and they think that something weird is going on, and they got me pulled over. And, and so I'm going, oh, boy. Like, no. Yeah, how did you know? I'm like, oh, boy. And so I can't – I haven't called him back. I get another call. It was actually a 942 number. Yeah. And so I realized, okay, this is probably connected. Sure. <laughs> Just the timing of it. Mm. And so yeah. I answer it, and here's on the other side of the line. Hey, Pastor Mike, this is AJ. So this is a police officer oh. that I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they've gone to Grace Point, and their family has gone yeah, to yeah, Grace yeah. Point. He says, as soon as he told me it was Pastor Mike, I realized he was probably telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> But and the the question that I didn't ask was, did they see that or did the daycare call, call us in? in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to call him back today and uh, and ask him that question. But yeah, we were we were laughing. It didn't look like a good situation, but you know, I was just trying to manage the money well. Daycare is God's down money. There. They're- their video camera system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as I pulled it out, I thought, okay. Local this, pastor does deal in parking yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. Care. This has the potential of not looking very good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that just reminded me to 
Thought I'd share that. No, that, that's that's good, and that's you know I, I said early on in all of this that uh, you don't talk about that side of your mm-hmm. ministry a lot be, for whatever reason. I'm not going to ask the reason. I know you're a humble, dude, uh, but you, I know I will encounter you doing things like that that nobody nobody knows about. Which, well, that's and that's how it should be. So this is a one-off. <laughs> give, give with your right hand so your left hand does not know. Yeah, that's right. But also to the people who are attending the church out there, this is where your money goes. Well, actually, you're, you're not, not all of it. Well, I was going to say, actually, that was his money. He, he didn't go into the church and pull 60 bucks out of the desk drawer and go drive down the street and give it to some dude. But this is the this is the character, this is the man you're supporting, and this is the type of ministry he runs and encourages and wants us to go to get 60 bucks out of your pocket and go help a neighbor. But, um, I, you know, you won't do it, I'll do it, but give to the damn church. Well. 10%, dime on a dollar. Shut up. God said, test me on this. See what happens. Try it. I am a manager, and the... The monies that that I do get um, paid in my role, I'm still a manager. It's God's. And we're very, very good at managing the money uh, within, within the church. Uh, we take a, a dime and stretch it. And so it continues to give us opportunities to say yes to ministry opportunities, to do what Jesus uh, encouraged us to do when he separates us from sheep and goat. I'm being rude uh, in, in the way I'm speaking to people today. They're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight shooter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, zip it. Right. Zip it. Absolutely. Zip it. But this is what people don't understand. Um, I'm not encouraging people I'm not yelling at people to give church money because the church needs or deserves money. And this isn't about the church at all. This isn't about the building. This isn't about Grace Point. This isn't about you giving money to somebody else or paying for services. I had a friend years ago who, when they first started to attend church, they would attend the sermon and the worship and everything, and then after all of that, he and his wife would sit there with their checkbook and decide what value they just got out of that sermon and mm-hmm. then write the check. They were literally paying for a service. Yeah, they were tipping, just like at the end of a meal. Right. How good was the meal? How good was the meal? How good was the service? And then that's what prompted them the amount they wrote on the check. Mm-hmm. Giving has nothing to do with the church. Mm -hmm. Giving has to do with who you going to trust. Yep. Are you going to put your trust in God like you say you do? Well, are you going to put your trust in money and you can't serve two masters. You can't chase money and material things and be serving God. Yep. Where God says, me. Yep. bring the first fruits into the house, bring the 10% in, 
and see if I don't open the storehouses of treasure upon you. Yeah. Flood Test me in this. Yep. And this, you choosing to, to give money, whether it's to Grace Point or to a TV ministry or whatever it is, but you making that decision to listen to what's in your heart, what God is telling you to do, and then to begin routine, regular donations up to at least 10%. And, and you know, don't start with 10%. That'll break you. You know, start with 2%. Say, this is what we can do right now. And as we move forward, we'll, we'll try to expand that. But your relationship with God, he's at, he gives you the dollar bill. He allows you to have the dollar bill. He blesses you with the dollar bill. And all he's asking is, will you trust me with a dime? It doesn't say in the church we trust. No. On the bill. <laughs> in the pastor we trust. And this is how you can, you know, show that trust. And just like the, the, the true story, which is parable-ish that I opened this up with, mm-hmm. this is the, you know, a great way to develop that relationship with God is to get up every morning. He gave me a physical body, which I got something I'm going to show you. Um, I didn't get the guy's permission, but, uh, you know, I'll ask for forgiveness later. But he gave me a physical body to do things with. What do you want me to do with my body today? You gave me intelligence and knowledge. What do you want me doing with that intelligence and knowledge today? You gave me money. What do you want me to do with that money today? How can I further your kingdom, spread the word? How can I serve other people today? And then you look for those opportunities to take the blessing he's given you and give just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's loosening the grip. And to do it, you have to listen to him. Yep. Is this the place you wanted me to get? Is, is this the place? No, no. How about this guy? Is this him? You have to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so as you're making these decisions, as you're thinking about this all day long, you're going to start conversing with the big guy. You're going to start developing that relationship. And yep. as you and he develop that relationship... You know, my cup overfloweth. I have more than I need. Yep. He will he will take care of it, but faith without deeds is no faith at all. If you don't show him the trust, you say you got faith in me, give me a dime. Uh <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Okay, do you really have faith? And if you don't have faith or you don't have trust, do you really have a relationship? Right. Because there's no relationship that's worth anything at all that's not built on trust. So it has to be built on that right there. Yeah. If, Faith and trust. If I and, say I'm going to be there yep. and I'm not there. Yep. Well, one of the things that I... My relationship is going to fail. Yeah. One of the things that I said um, <clears throat> this last Sunday was that it's not just about belief. That anybody can say they believe. Even demons, it says in well, scripture. Say, they believe. They believe. Oh, they absolutely. Believe. And they tremble. <laughs> they believe. They believe. Because they knew and so uh, it's not just about belief, but it's about faith. And faith is belief plus action. It's putting your belief into action. And this, listen, Jesus himself said it. He said, you cannot worship God and money at the same time. Can't be done. And so you got to watch out what it is that you're trusting in and what it is that you're putting your faith in. Sure. And be 
be challenged, which I always try to combine challenged and encouraged because that's what challenging is, is just being encouraged to get beyond where you're at, beyond your comfort zone and trust in the one it's his anyway. That's where this started. It's all his anyway. Why would we spend our whole entire lives struggling to trust in the one who's the one who gave it to us? So it's his. He has given it to us to manage. Right. And how are we doing? Yeah. So I always find it interesting where our conversations lead when we come in with no agenda. No agenda. And here we just got passionate about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think about the difference. That's the deal. Right now I'm putting a big push and it's and it's personal. <laughs> it's personal to me because I want to see it so badly. And I trust that God is leading the way on this, but that we have a big push on on growing the church. So growing the church uh, spiritually. But you know what? Growing, you got to be there first. In order to grow spiritually within the community of, of, of God and family of God, you got to be there. Make yourself self accessible to it. And so by uh, putting this challenge on, the ultimate reason that we're doing this is not to get to heaven. We put our faith in Jesus and what he did for that. But it's to make a difference. It's to make an impact in this world before we look back and see that it's okay. We had our we had our uh, season. We had our it's like a football season. We had our time on the field, mm-hmm. and when we retire and we move on, what kind of a difference didn't we make? Sure. And how many people are with us? It's kind of the whole goal I keep saying is to make heaven crowded. Right. But to also make a difference while we're here. So I have more uh, passion and more energy right now than I've had in the last, I would say, 10 years easy. Wow. Yeah. So for a lot of different reasons. And I'll just say one of the reasons being this podcast has given me a confidence, a dose of confidence to, to speak and to speak boldly. Sure. And so... I appreciate this. Every week, I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because you know, I, I think me, like everybody else who knows you, would are kind of flabbergasted when you say that. They don't understand how much you know energy uh, it takes out of you to do a 30-minute sermon on Sunday and and you know, leading up to the sermon and then doing it and then the, the recovery. And so for you to, you know, to find a new level, a second gear, and to be kind of taking off from here, it's just amazing to watch you do that, to, to see mm-hmm. the excitement and the energy. Uh, well, I am definitely excited. I'm seeing, <clears throat> seeing what God is doing, and it doesn't get any better than that. We had this discussion <laughs> some some months ago. People, like, hey, what the what medication is Mike on now? <laughs> there's there's a huge difference in you from from February to now, mm. from January to now, mm. and and that's you know what you're talking because I know everybody listening to this hasn't listened to every single episode, but the the energy, the vitality, the the that you're bringing to this to your life now, I was going to say to the show, no, but you're bringing it to your life. It's, I see it on Sundays. I see it in people's eyes when they talk about you and the encounter they had with you during the week. Um, mm. Yeah. 
It's, it is noticeable. Everybody is noticing what you just said, that there's more excitement, energy, and passion. Hmm. Well, we're just getting started. <laughs> That's the most exciting thing of all. And for all of you out there, pray and ask, how can I help further the kingdom of God? And if if you get the message, if you get the feeling, if you get the the urge that is somehow to work with Grace Point in some capacity with your time, talent, and treasure, mm-hmm. you know, I'd give out your phone number, but I don't want it to blow up. But <laughs> get a hold of the church. Walk in. Yep. Sign, there's a usually a sign-up sheet for something at the at the information center. Literally to this day, which is, I mean, we may have had some people think it, but I've I've never had anyone come up to me and tell me that well that was just a waste of my time. When you're involved in a ministry, wherever it is. That is following God. It is never a waste of time. You can just be guaranteed of that. Sure. And so your time, your talent, your treasure is well invested in anything like that. And Grace Point is following God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's the difference in a prayer that we used to pray was, God, would you be willing to be a part of what we're doing? That's the fool, most foolish prayer you can pray. <laughs> And self-centered. We're going to go do this. You want to join us? Yep. That's a me, myself, he, and I prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the prayer that we pray is God to allow us to be a part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And huge difference. Sure. And much greater opportunities. And so, yeah, we're getting, we are getting a, a front row seat on the bus while he drives. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. So if you find yourself looking for it, a greater purpose, join in, find your seat. There are seatbelts on this bus. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to go with it? <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. It's an adventure. Okay. I want to show you something now that's okay. not going to make it onto the podcast. Do we need to wrap up? Not yet. <laughs> but it may make it onto the YouTube version of the podcast. Ooh, here we go. Dang. You don't sit on a challenge. Remember Marty McFly? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what you were thinking. I was like, oh, that feedback coming in. That sounds familiar. Tuesday's gone. Tuesday's gone with the wind. That's good. Now, here's what I appreciate about you is you are putting the work in, but you're putting the work in, even that little pull up with your ring finger and your, of course, your, you know, opposite hand, but your ring finger and your pinky Uh doing that because you're reading tabs and you're playing it right. I have always just muffled my way through close. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times you can you can get there quicker just by getting close. But to play it right and to get there and playing it right, that's that's to be commended. Yeah, so. I, I watched Roger on Sunday 
And for those of you who don't know, Roger, our church <laughs> lead guitarist, um, yeah. he literally, his his quality, he's like Eddie Van Halen. I mean, yeah. he, he can play at that level, and he does. And Well, he started playing what, I know. like a, a year ago. I know, but, but that's, <laughs> you know. We we were talking about 60. you know tired to inspire. Yep, he's he's in his sixties and he plays like a nineteen year old. Yep, and he's up there fiddling with the buttons and the knobs and yep, it's just a few chords. That's his part. He makes it into something else standing sure. back there. Yeah, um, but I told you I was going to show you something. That's cool. Um, see if you remember this. I'm shaky. I was nervous playing in front of you. <laughs> Uh, where is it at? Here it is. I, I, tired to Inspired? Yep. This is my inspiration. I introduced you to him one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was wrong. He's not in his 70s. He's 82. 82. 82, wow. folks. 82. Climbing fences. Climbing fences. Cut. You know what he was doing that morning? We got home from church. He had mowed six lawns, and he was heading to a neighbor's house to cut down a tree mm. to haul it off to the dump for them. Once he got with, done with all of that, he's going to run a car up to Chicago and get back. And, and he was pretty happy because he got all his lawn mowing knocked out of the way for the week. So he can go fishing <laughs> at 4 a.m. every morning. Got a truck, hey. pulls his boat out, takes it out to the lake. Fishes. Man, you don't get to 82 looking like that because you're tired. Right. You're, it's because you're inspired. He is my inspiration. Yep. He is my, you know, uh, daily working out, getting in, in better health, better shape, eating right. That's good. 82. Yep. And he's climbing a privacy fence to unlock it <laughs> routinely, <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> Dude, yeah. use the garage code. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> It's easier to just climb the damn thing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> 82. I love it. So, yeah, people like Roger uh, inspire me with what they're doing with their talents. Mm -hmm. at the, even at this point in their life where most people are sitting down talking about the glory days. Sure. Back in my day, I used to play guitar. No, Roger's on the stage killing it, knocking Knocking it out of the park every Sunday, every Friday, every Saturday. Well, we'll wrap it up with this, unless you got something else. Think about it. In a good football game, if the team goes into halftime and they come out of the half uninspired, what happens? They're going to lose. Yeah. No matter what the score is, they're going to lose. The second half is the most important half. Why wouldn't we consider the second half of our lives the most important half? We've always looked at the second half as the the down years, the decline, the the you know the depends wearing, push me in the wheelchair, right? Wipe my butt kind of years. Yeah. And people like this guy. Yep. And Roger. Yep. Have shown me these next forty years can be better absolutely than the last 40 and it's all your mindset what's your expectation sure how are you going to approach it where are you going to what are you going to do with it i think about 
my father-in-law. He's 87 years old. Looks great. Doesn't just look great. He he is active. He's constantly on the go. And I'm thinking, 87, okay. I'm about to turn 56. <laughs> that's another little life right there. Yeah. That's another that's the second half. Let's go. And it's it, these men show us the trajectory can be upward. Yep. Yeah. So. I was talking with a lady in the church just Sunday. She said, I'm 80 years old and I'm ready to get going. She said, 80. And now she was talking about, I don't exercise. I don't eat right. I don't <laughs> this and that. She was a tiny little thing. But 80, I mean, 80 used to be. Think about how old 80 used to be. Yeah, no, that's I, I do. My grandparents. It's funny I'd how the, them. the closer you get to it, my parents didn't make it out of their sixties. Mm-hmm. A lot of my mother's family didn't make it out of their sixties. My my grandparents, I think, made it into their eighties, but it was a, it was the prototypical, you know, kind of decline there at the end uh, into the seventies and stuff. Uh, so, yep, seeing that these things, you know, that's they show me it's possible. Right now, how do I how do I get from where I'm at with my guitar to where Roger is, daily practice. You got to put the work in, yep. How do I get from where I'm at physically and mentally to where Larry is? Mm-hmm. Daily working out, daily activity, daily you know, keeping my mind fresh, goals. Yep. If I accomplish something, what's the next thing to accomplish? And just that constant movement, um, being inspired to do the next thing. Yep. And if you can combine that with God's purpose for your life, mm-hmm. you know, you're on Look fire. Out. You're yeah. on fire. Look out. All right, Ooh. guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed looking at Mike for most of this day today. <laughs> Something happened to the other camera and it dropped out. So you get to. There could be worse things. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you on the podcast, you don't care because you're not looking at us anyway. Right. So we right. hope you had a, a good time listening to us today. We are just these guys. Catch us on any podcast where you get them. Catch our videos on the YouTube channel. We are on Facebook. Go there, like, and click. And it's the word of web. Take a moment. And I, I say this at the end because people at the beginning, you're here. You're a trooper. You've hung on this far. Woo. Take another minute to share this podcast with somebody else. Yep. Thank you. Have an awesome week. We'll see you.